0: OpenAI, the creator of ChatGPT, made headlines everywhere over the weekend when it decided to fire its CEO, Sam Altman. Today, we break down the timeline of events that began on Friday. We're joined by venture capitalist Bradley Tusk and Ansaf Kareem for valuable insight into the ill-considered decision by OpenAI's board. I'm Jackson Fordyce, and this is Venture Daily. One of the biggest stories of the year in tech just happened over the weekend. As you've probably heard by now, Sam Altman, the founder and CEO of OpenAI, was unexpectedly fired last Friday. Let's get you up to speed on what happened over the weekend, what changed yesterday, and what venture capitalists Bradley Tusk and Ansaf Kareem predict will now happen to the company that created ChatGPT. Here's the timeline. On Friday, November 17th, OpenAI released a surprise statement that CEO Sam Altman had been fired. The company's CTO, Mira Maradi, would take his place as interim CEO. Also, in the press release, Greg Brockman, the co founder and former president of OpenAI, was removed from the board as chairman, but would stay on to support the new CEO. OpenAI's statement read that Altman, quote, was not consistently candid in his communications with the board, hindering its ability to exercise its responsibilities, unquote. Outside of this, we still know very little about the internal details of why Altman was removed. After the statement was released, Brockman and three senior researchers showed support for Altman by stepping down from their positions. On Saturday, November 18th, OpenAI COO Brad Lightcap shared that, quote, "...we can say definitively that the board's decision was not made in response to malfeasance or anything related to our financial, business, safety, or security-slash-privacy practices." But investors did not share the board's view of the former CEO. According to reports, investors were immediately pushing the board to reinstate Altman. The pressure appeared to have an effect... As only one day after the firing announcement, the board changed its mind and agreed in principle to bring Altman and Brockman back to the company. This is at least according to a report from The Verge. Then on Sunday, November 19th, Altman received even more support from OpenAI employees. Bloomberg reported that CEO Lightcap and now interim CEO Maradi were also pushing the board to reinstate Altman, but the board apparently changed its mind and refused, instead deciding to appoint its third CEO in 3 days, Emmett Shear, former CEO of Twitch was chosen to be the company's new interim CEO, replacing Maradi. OpenAI employees strongly opposed the board's decision. By Monday morning, almost the entire OpenAI staff had signed a letter indicating that they'd be willing to quit and join Alban wherever he may land, according to New York Times sources who claim to have read the letter. As of last night, reports are that close to 650 of OpenAI's 700 employees have signed the letter. Also yesterday, Microsoft, who owns a 49% stake in OpenAI, quickly moved to hire Altman, Brockman, and other OpenAI employees who left. Microsoft announced Altman would be joining the company to lead a new AI research team. The OpenAI board has now publicly admitted to regretting its decision to St. Altman. Board member Elias Ditzkever, the co-founder and chief scientist of OpenAI, tweeted yesterday, quote, I deeply regret my participation in the board's actions. I never intended to harm OpenAI. For how venture capitalists are reacting to this developing story, I spoke with Bradley Tusk,
1: Hi, I'm Bradley
2: Tusk. I'm the CEO of Tusk Venture Partners.
0: I also spoke with Ansof Kareem.
2: Great. Hey, Jackson. This is Ansaf Kareem. I'm the founding and managing partner of Latitude Capital.
0: Ansof, we know very little about why Sam Altman was fired. Past the one public statement we got from the OpenAI board that says Altman was, quote, not consistently candid in his communications with the board. Do you have any insight into why Sam Altman was actually fired as CEO of OpenAI?
2: Look, I think given the way this played out so publicly over the last two days, many would have imagined that the board would have shared more information publicly on their rationale for the firing and their moves, especially given that the language you just quoted, you know, seemed to imply something potentially a little bit more serious. However, that didn't happen. It has only left a lot of room for people to conjecture. I, I think there are a few data points out there that are interesting to potentially read into. You know, one, Microsoft didn't seem to hesitate to bring Sam back on, um, and thus would have likely attempted to find out if there was something more You know nefarious happening that they didn't agree to especially as a public company before bringing him to join microsoft so i think that's one interesting read i think the second one is that the co-founder alia um you know he's now publicly stated that he would like sam back and that the board misstepped which could have just been a result of looking to save the company given the public backlash we've seen over the last couple of days but also might be an indication that the reason for firing may have not been material enough to counterbalance all of that And then three, you know, all the followership we're seeing right now around Sam publicly on Twitter, et cetera, seems to indicate that he had pretty broad support within the organization. Um, So to the degree that the reasons for his firing were known to a broader group, they didn't seem serious enough to distract away from any of that. But in general, this is all, frankly, extrapolation. And I think we'll have to wait and see as more facts get released over the coming days before we can have any more certainty on that.
0: Bradley, same question. Do you have any insight into why Sam Altman was actually fired as CEO of OpenAI?
1: No, I mean, it seems to me that it was probably a combination of two things. One, maybe a little bit of ego by the board in feeling that they were more important than the CEO and when they weren't getting the information that they wanted or just what they wanted to hear, perhaps Um, they reacted badly to it. But the other, and this is why their structure proved to be so problematic, is their incentives and Altman's incentives were completely misaligned, right? Altman's incentives were along those of the investors and the shareholders and the employees, which is what a CEO should be. It's also what the board should be. But in this case, because they had the unusual structure of a nonprofit board and four of the six board members having no equity in the company at all, um, what they cared about was very different than what everyone else cared about. And it created this disparity that resulted in the debacle.
0: Ansoff, you mentioned Microsoft. The company was apparently pretty alarmed to hear of Altman's firing when the news was announced on Friday. Is it uncommon for a company as large as OpenAI to basically keep their investors in the dark about the firing of its CEO? Yes, you know, one of the biggest structural missteps here has been the lack of visibility and
2: control that the largest investors have had with OpenAI. Uh, You know, this obviously stems from the OpenAI's unique structure and the founding mission as an independent nonprofit. But as the organization has moved into commercialization, there should have been a better path for corporate governance for the company. The fact that Microsoft, which has invested billions into the company or Thrive and other large VC firms had no access to the board clearly resulted in a lot of potential mismanagement at the board level. You know, and I think in a weird way, if there were VCs on the board, the outcome may have likely not happened, um, mostly because I think of incentive alignments, and an organization needs to have a board that's aligned with its core principles. And I think the main problem here at OpenAI was that there was likely a alignment between its commercial ambitions and the board which is protecting a different mission and therefore potentially different stakeholders so just another lesson I think for all of us here in the venture and startup ecosystem on especially in the wake of FTX and now OpenAI that governance not only matters but the right type of governance matters at each stage of a company as it develops and, and grows up and becomes more mature
0: Bradley same question is it pretty uncommon for a company like OpenAI to keep their investors in the dark when firing its CEO
1: well I mean It's unusual because normally the investors would be on the board and they would know about this and they'd be part of the process Um, and they might let other investors know as well. So, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is unusual because the board structure was so unusual. And my guess is we will never see a structure like this again.
0: Bradley, there's an entire wave, reportedly 650 of the 700 employees of OpenAI executives and employees who disagree with the decision and have said they will follow Altman wherever he goes next which appears to be Microsoft. Before this weekend, OpenAI was considered by most to be the leading AI company in the industry. Does this seriously hurt OpenAI's ability to continue boasting that reputation?
1: Yes or no. I mean, first of all, it depends on who actually leaves. Altman might say, look, I'm at Microsoft now. Microsoft owns 49% of OpenAI, so I want you all to stay where you are and we'll work closely together. He might poach a few people, but o- overall... Um, I assume he could do that, or maybe there's a world where he becomes both the director of AI research for Microsoft and the CEO uh, of OpenAI. So I, I think it will resolve itself in a way that works for the employees and works for Microsoft, but it should never have come to this.
0: OnSoft, same question. Does this mess hurt OpenAI's ability to keep the reputation of being the leading AI company?
2: In in real time, so it's it's too early to say how this will all unfold. I think there is a non zero chance that Sam could be back at the company in the coming days, but there's also a very serious chance that. That's not the case. And if there is a mass exodus from OpenAI, it will be a very, very serious hole to dig itself out of just from a pure talent perspective. Um, I do think that the public votes of allegiance that you know Sam and his team are obviously getting are, are impressive, very impressive, and a testament to Sam's followership. But they're also a great negotiation tactic. I think we have to realize that there's a lot that's going on Behind the scenes, and I think um, part of that public uh, display is a clear um, opportunity for, for leverage as well. And so I think all of this is, is happening in very much in real time, and um, we will see how this unfolds. But certainly if, if this max exodus does take place, it will be a serious blow to open AI.
0: Last question, on Sof. Most of ECs have some kind of investment into AI right now, and many of them, either directly or indirectly, invest in open AI. Have you seen worry among investors about the state of affairs at OpenAI right now? And what if the company can recover from this confusing debacle?
2: I think the one silver lining in this whole saga has been the reaffirming need for a multiplayer universe in AI at the moment. I think the more large players investing and building behind foundational AI research will only benefit US competitiveness at large and for the startup ecosystem and founders in the ecosystem. I think it's clear that OpenAI has so far been leading the charge on commercializing and building access for the startup ecosystem and the investor and founder community obviously wants that to continue so the risk of OpenAI stumbling on that is real and nothing that we you know are rooting for by any means I think that you know however there will be the more choice there will be for startups founders to be building on in terms of infrastructure will only be a positive boon for the ecosystem. And I think, you know, net-net creating more pressure to become more agnostic with regards to our architecture on the core underlying LLMs will also be a net positive for the way a lot of these companies function in the future. So short answer, I don't think there's a lot of concern. I think it'll be a net benefit for, for everyone as this continues to unfold.
0: Same question, Bradley. Are investors worried about the state of affairs at OpenAI right now, and whether the company can recover from this debacle? Yeah,
1: not, not not really. Only because it's such a bizarre situation, and it's so unique, and it seems like it's so likely to get restored to how it should be. That, that I think it's more morbid fascination at the moment than anything else. Um, but look, if OpenAI truly were hurt by this, if they couldn't function the way they're supposed to, then everyone else's whose investments um, rely upon ChatGPT and OpenAI to function properly, um, that might become a concern. So I think because it's likely to all work out fine, no one seems particularly worried about it right now, but if it takes a different direction, it could be a problem.
0: That was Bradley Tusk, founder and CEO of Tusk Venture Partners, and Onsoft Kareem, founding managing partner of Latitude Capital. Thanks so much to the both of you for being on the show again and for sharing great insights with us into this developing story.
1: Thanks, Max. I appreciate it. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Sure.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Venture Daily. Today's show is produced by Josiah Simons and Jackson Fordyce. Our theme song was created by Benjamin Cook. If you like today's episode, please give us an honest review wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see y'all tomorrow morning.